Hello, welcome to me, Marlon in the Falklands. Oh, I feel so relaxed. I'm <laughs> sitting here with my coffee. Do you now? It's you're, kind of you're a chill Friday. Yeah, you're wearing a very Cayman-esque like beach shirt. There. <laughs> Just like, yeah, man. Yeah, do you know Paul what? Paul on holiday. I did. I bought this. You look like Robin for my when, Cayman holiday. You look like Robin when she returns from Argentina in How I Met Your Mother, and she oh, just really? comes back, and she's just so chilled, man. <laughs> 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 I'm drinking coffee. I'm going to lean over so I don't get coffee in my lovely white shirt. Oh, but anyway, um, hello, welcome to me, Mine in the Falklands. It's week. Well, just over a year we've been doing this. Ooh. I know, look, and we've managed to maintain it. I think that's a big pat on the back for FITV team that we've managed well to maintain it. Yeah, well done. You and you too, Katie, if you're listening. Uh, Katie is now currently in the uh, US of A. Yeah, she flew off to the I don't the know States. whereabouts, though. Um, I'm going to say Massachusetts. Massachusetts. You can say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it, but I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I saw on her Instagram, um, not to give a plug more to her Instagram, because she seems to be getting a load of free stuff through her Instagram. But anyway, through Katie's Instagram, you can see some pictures she was leaving from uh, Glasgow Airport, I think. Yes, she was. With Didn't her even know you could fly internationally from Glasgow. I know. <laughs> there we are. We've looked at... Something we've learned <laughs> straight thought, off the bat there. I thought look. she'd had to fly from Glasgow to down to like to Stanston London, or something, yeah. yeah, or Heathrow or Gatwick. Glasgow's yeah. more international than we realised. Mm. Okay, so this week, uh, I'm obviously the big news, and it takes up about 15 minutes of the program. Is Don't put them off straight away. <laughs> <laughs> is the uh, budget? Uh, is the budget? Uh, so that's 15 minutes of uh, summarising yeah. that. You Carl, see, we should really be talking about something more fun at this point so people don't turn off the podcast. <laughs> no, it is fun, because, listen, if you, if, if you forget what's, what I'm actually saying, although apart from the 14,300% increase on one take. of the charges, and we'll get back to that in a minute, um, <laughs> it, it's quite good fun. I mean, Carl, you were filming me. I was. What was happening in the background? What was happening in the background? There was lots of paper shuffling... There was lots of... Uh, no, not at the budget. Oh, at the bu- oh. <laughs> Behind, when you... Oh, when we were filming... Oh, you yes. and Paula are just you, a different way yes. to make this yeah. I thought you meant the actual budget. No, when we were filming the, the port about the budget, you were getting dripped on by a leaky pipe. Yes, I was. There was a door being slammed pretty violently behind you. By the senior magistrate, And Michelle yes. Winard decided to come over and wave hello and put you off completely. <laughs> yes. So that's another ex-FITV employee. <laughs> Featuring all trouble. of them at the moment. On yeah. the, I should have, when we spoke about Glasgow, I should have mentioned Chris and we'd have had yeah. a... <laughs> Let's just mention that. Last three generations. No, we, we filmed the... Uh, it's quite late on in the day, wasn't it? So looking at the rushes, it starts out quite bright. Yes. And, and by the time we finished the report, it's... It was it's, starting it's, to get a bit dark. Yeah, starting to get so a bit dark. So was that a late in the day film, was it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you can see people's lights on in the background. The yeah. senior magistrate is trying to shut the door of the <laughs> town hall. And uh, it's make, obviously swollen during the day. Yeah. No, she's sw- it's the, the door's swollen during the day and it won't shut. So in the end, they just give it a massive bang. So if you watch the... Uh, report on the budget. Just look out for the senior magistrate sticking her head round the round the door. Well, I think we were slightly more successful in filming the court report. Oh yeah, the court uh, report. I just got the rock and smoothly. closed the door with the rock. Oh okay. And left it slightly ajar so people could walk in and out without having to touch the door. Oh, clever. Yeah. Fuck you. And also, I like the way you'd film that because you, you uh, Carl, I presume you filmed that yep. one. Um, just slightly below you. I know you're a tall guy anyway. You tried to film up my nose, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, it, it, but it looked really nice. And... I, I did like that position. It was the emphasis I'm getting to an age now where I need to trim my nose hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, if, if you film me like that and I look slim and younger, Go for it. that's yeah. what we're going to be doing. Well, according to um, Crown Prosecutor, Filming from below is an unflattering angle. It is for ladies. 
um, at the mo and for the benefit of the tape, I'm touching underneath my chin here. For ladies of a certain age, it's this bit here. That's, um, and not no, very for flattering. guys, this is why you grow the beard. Yeah, just then the just to hide everything into the beard. <laughs> I saw that meme. I saw that meme yesterday, and it said uh, it had all these actors, well, four actors, without a beard, and they look really quite not very Young. attractive. Yeah. And then on the right hand side, they're all with beards, and they looked hot. So the main mm. thing about a beard is that it hides a weak jaw. Yes, it does. That's the, main gives, thing, that's the main thing for a guy, isn't it? A strong jawline is considered massive. The illusion of a jawline. So this is quite yeah. primal then? Yes. Oh. Yeah, so you have the facial hair and it covers the weak jaw up and it makes you look hotter. Oh. There we go. <laughs> right. I'm not going to say that for myself because I shaved mine up. <laughs> so uh, the beginning of the budget, yes, we're still on that. The budget report, the beginning of the budget report. I'm trying to be a real way. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's always very difficult, I find, to make that kind of thing mm. interesting. Yeah. I know some people... And I know that there's somebody who's just up the corridor, my husband, who really is into numbers and stuff like that. But for the average person watching it, it it's not, it can be a bit dry. Yeah. So we did this two-way uh, studio uh, filming at the beginning, which we've done before, haven't we, Tom? When we've yeah. had a, a piece that we don't know much about. Yeah. What was it you did a few months ago? Some uh, ship or something, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was the Argentine ship entering the Falklands waters without permission. That's it. And no one would talk to us. No. But we needed to report it. So we reported it by having Thomas down. Um, yeah. So it looked like we were doing a live quite link. Well, actually, that yeah. one. It looked like we were doing a live link, but, but it's clearly not because we don't yeah. have that ability. TV so, magic. Yeah, so we film a little bit in, in the studio where you ask the question and then stare down the camera and look interested and then we go down to the jetty or wherever it is and film <coughs> you and you do the replies yeah so we tried that at the beginning hannah's acting ability <laughs> not the greatest Boom. <laughs> <laughs> what was so long about it it's just like i mean you'll have to tune into fitv yeah, so at seven o'clock this evening on ktv I, I channel 855 or online at fitv.co.uk i want behind the scenes though <laughs> <laughs> i think i think you're just gonna have to tune in and, and see hannah's acting oh so only one sitting this this year or something like that anyway let's move on for that carl you've been um pursuing a story this I, week i've been pursuing quite the strange story who would know that chess could cause so much controversy? I chess. love chess. 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 I love chess. So a chess tournament was held in one of the mm. hotels over here. So a few. I hope you didn't say that in your piece. Was what? it a tournament really, or was it just a few blokes having a game of chess? It was registered as a it tournament, so I was calling a it a tournament. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Was, um, so yes, a chess tournament. Awesome blokes having having a few games of chess um, happened in the phone house and back in March. And they registered it as hap having happened in Argentina, and quite, quite clearly in cheeky. the Falklands that does not go over well. No, that's no. a bit cheeky, that is. Um, and it prompted the prize from the English Chess Federation, Emily um, Mark Pollard, and then Jeremy Hunt also... Got involved, really? Yeah, he was on Twitter saying about how it's unacceptable and blah, blah, blah. So can I just say my Twitter thing? <laughs> right, I am so excited about this. Um, for listeners, I am what's known as sapiosexual, so I'm attracted by intelligent people. And <laughs> the Grandmaster, who TMI. is like just below, like Kasparov, uh, went to visit uh, government, ha not government house, Figo House, Falklands House in London. Um, and so they tweeted about it, said, oh, look, he, you know, he, he's come here. And so I tweeted, if he gets on the plane on Sunday, 
he can be here for Monday and he can join our chess club <laughs> on Monday. And he's replied. What did he I say? I was so excited. He's replied. I'm not going to the full place. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's Argentine soil. I'm not going there. <laughs> no, he said, uh, I will read you his reply, actually. Um, whilst Paul is looking up that, though, Carl, you said um, it was held in Lafone House. Were they, were they aware of what's going on? They were not. Were they thought it was just a Nissan chess game because many Argentine guests um, over the years have played chess there. Mm. As you There's would, not been yeah. Any, yeah, as you yeah. would. It's a good way to pass the time. And they, um, they thought it was an instant chess game. Obviously, nothing's happened in the past, so they were fine with it. And then since they've tried to register it with the World Chess Federation having happened in Argentina, and it's all been a bit of a slap in the face for the, for the yeah. owners of that hotel. Ooh, so that's I, a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. I tweeted using my writing name, which is Rita Siegel. So it says, if he gets on the airbridge on Sunday night, he'll be in Stanley for Monday night's chess club. And he's replied, nice try, Rita. It won't happen quite so quickly, alas. <laughs> <laughs> and I've screenshotted that, and I'm going to print it out and put it on my wall. <laughs> Um, it's yeah. your picture of Gerald Butler. It's my picture of Gerald Butler, yes. I'm very excited about that. Right, um, Thomas, you've been playing a new sport this week. Oh, this is an awful idea. <laughs> Can we not talk about it? My play, I played once and it wasn't even full contact and that was five days ago and I'm still aching. <laughs> He's done nothing but complain about it all week. So you know the golden rule is that you can't break anything because you've got to go on this flight in June yeah. to go and film the Island Games. Yeah, so I was, yeah, I, I spoke to so Dan Harrison, the IGS teacher, was setting up. He's a massive rugby fan, and he ever since he got here two years ago, he's wanted to set up rugby. Tried it a couple of times to no avail. Uh, he ended up finding some Falkland Islands rugby kit that was that was made eight years ago because the Falklands were supposed to play against the Uruguayan side. Right. The game never materialised, and the kit was never worn. So he found this and went, "Come on, one big push!" As he leaves this winter, summer, oh, wow. wherever you want to. Uh, whatever hemisphere you're talking about. But uh, yeah, so he leaves in a couple of months. He was like, I'm going to set this up. Just about managed to get enough players um, by guilt tripping a lot of us in the yep. pub. Uh, <laughs> by saying like, you promised that you would if we were desperate. Well, we're desperate. So I'm playing on the wing against the military. And if anybody has watched Falklands in Focus, you will know. And if you are just a podcast listener, a man of my stature should not be playing rugby. <laughs> I, know, I thought you held your own okay I was training session. I was called too skinny to play rugby in high school. I'm no bigger now. <laughs> so on the wing, are you quite safe on the wing uh, it's from not being a, hit? The wonderful, they? wonderful way that Dan put it was, it's not a very technical position. <laughs> so you don't really have to know much. Someone shouts hot ball and you know the ball's coming to you and you've got to run. Okay. Uh, and and um, yeah, well, I'm hoping that a lot of the work is done by the forwards and they just keep um, the term as rucking. So they'll come in, they'll go down and try and recycle the ball and get phases of play going. And hopefully what that will do is draw in their team to the point where finally when the ball comes out wide to me, everyone's drawn in and I can run without getting tackled. Um, that's a theory. It's not really <laughs> going to work and I know that. So I've already said I'm adopting the American football tactic, which is if they come near me on the touchline, I'm going to run out into touch. <laughs> And, uh, I was spoke to Jerry Sutherland, the media ops guy, who yeah. was in this week, and because it's a military team, and he said he'd be there for the game. I said, "Can you tell your guys, number fourteen, <clears throat> don't tackle him too hard." <laughs> <laughs> the last game I, the last rugby game I saw was actually in the Cayman Islands. Oh um, God, okay. And they have a so they played for a bit, and then everyone sort of stopped, and I was like, "Well, what's going on? Why is everyone stopped? They have a heat break because oh, it's so that hot." Makes sense. Oh. 
So they have a heat break in the first half and a heat break in the second half. I don't know whether they call it that. That's what so I they think. probably play it in quarters, but they don't want to call it yeah. quarters because so that big sounds far too American. Yes. Big shout out to uh, the Cayman Islands rugby team. You're doing a grand job, lads. Yeah, there we um, go. Paula's Cayman shirt yeah, on the IR. Yeah, on I'm her just... <laughs> <laughs> She's come back. She's found herself. Yeah, she's all very rah-rah. Do you know what I have? Yes, I have. You know, I'm surprised that, you know, Monica in French doesn't come back with all the beads and the braided hair. <laughs> It's funny, my hair does go like that when, uh, you know, when it goes all frizzy and stuff. Anyway, so uh, well, as we're talking about sport, hey, Stephen, you'll be happy about this, won't you? Um, so we're talking about sport. Island Games coming up. That yes. kicks off, I think, the opening ceremony is on the 6th of July. The, the uh, tickets are actually on sale now, apparently, for the opening ceremony. So you're we don't need close. no ticket. <laughs> so you're going with Hannah yes, uh, as part of the meeting. But we're going to do it slightly different this year, aren't we? Uh, yeah, I think we decided we're going to film it a little bit differently. Uh, you and I still need to sit down and finalise like, the still fine need to print finalize, on that. Mainly because we're waiting to hear about how much money we have. But, um, <laughs> but I yeah. think one of the big things is, uh, one of the big criticisms we had last year, it's obviously, uh, sorry, not last year, two years ago, mm. it's obviously very expensive for us because we, we, we are a very small TV company. We work on a very, very small budget. Next door. Um, so we don't have a lot of money. So we have to get sponsorship to go and film these things. So when you went to uh, film the hockey tournament, which was yes. fantastic, and I'm so glad we did that, yeah. um, we had sponsorship to get you over there. And to get uh, a good production team, and there were four of us for Gotland, yeah. uh, we needed a lot of money. And companies down here, I mean, they give us a lot. They do give us a lot of money, but it's lots of companies. It's not one big company giving us... 10 grand it's lots of companies spend half your time so everyone has to have an advert so there were lots of adverts in in the program so what would happen is we would film say on day one and then day two the editor would be editing all the all the stuff from day one and it would go out here in the Falklands on day so day one stuff would go out in the Falklands on day two in the evening if you follow me yeah um and what was the criticism the of that? The big criticism was that everyone knew the r- results anyway because they'd seen it on Facebook um, and there were a lot of adverts yeah. that they had to sit through. Yeah. So this year we've done it slightly different. There's only two people going. We're going to embrace the mojo. How's the And Thomas is going to do a lot of um, Facebook, Facebook Live. And, you know, like the, the swimming, when soon the swimming, so you'll be filming the swimming, a swimming race, it'll go straight up yeah. on, on our Facebook page. Well, the fantastic thing about that as well is, as you say, um, it sort of started with when I went to Chile for the tournament in Punta Arenas, and I did all of that over Facebook Live. Um, and when I say I did all of that, I was filming on a DSLR to make a, <coughs> a package, a yeah. 10 minute package for the news at the end of the week. And I found a, v- a variety of different people, and it ended up being one of the local brewers actually uh, here in the <laughs> islands that, that he was he was just quite an avid commentator so I got my headphones stuck that in stuck that in his eye and he commentated and filmed the whole thing on my phone for me brilliant um, that's amazing the, the reason why that's possible in Chile and will be possible in Gibraltar is the, is the 4G service that's mm. why we wouldn't be able to Kyle wouldn't be able to come to the rugby match yeah. tomorrow and film that and go out on Facebook live that just wouldn't work um, never mind the restrictions being on a military base uh, that that set aside for a second and the great thing about Gibraltar is um, I'm assuming Hannah's in a similar position to me as well we still need to discuss this but uh, with the fact that we're still in the EU and it's all great uh, EE for example if you've got and can get any other software <laughs> uh, before I start plugging um, 
<laughs> if you've got if you've got 4G and data that's available in England, it's also works for the same rate all over yeah. Europe. Um, so go down there with just the data on my phone and we just 4G the whole way. Yeah. So there will be a lot of Wi-Fi and a lot of internet hotspots. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but is, if yeah. we're ever lacking on that, just, just the, the availability the of the 4G and the, the affordability of the 4G up yeah. there as well. Fantastic. Yeah. And we'll it's be able to hopefully get some content out to the local people yeah. immediately. Immediately. And then on the Friday, um, so during the week, uh, Thomas and Hannah will be sending us uh, footage back here. Yeah. And so Friday's programme will be... A sport, uh, basically an island game sport fest. I think for that mm. for that week, Kyle. Yeah. Um, only Kyle and I in the in the office. Yeah, just us. Um, sorry, Kyle and me in the office <laughs> that week. Um, but we've got Tyrone, who's just finished his exams. Yeah. Uh, who came on work experience and seemed to to pick up Premier Pro really quickly. So. We've got him. We've got Dan back as well. Dan's yep. back in the house, although not today. Dan the man. Dan the man. So um, doing his. He's. Uh, uh, come back from doing his degree in Chichester yeah. and he's about to go into his second year so uh, third year isn't it second year I don't know I don't know how long have I known Dan for <laughs> I don't know I've known Dan for a quiz now because <laughs> I've been here for two years and I thought he started at the start of my time here so I think he's ending his second year isn't he I have no idea let's find out on Monday yeah. <laughs> find out for no next week to ask him. tune in <laughs> next time what did I call that a um Cliffhanger? No, rhetorical emergency exit. Okay. <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll yes. So that's we'll, a piece of work that yeah. we're going to be looking at. We'll move next away from Dan <laughs> quickly because Dan's contribution to the show this week was budget, and the yes. last thing I want to do is yeah, let's not get let's move on. So last week, listener, I was sitting on Friday afternoon having my hair done, uh, getting all my greys, <laughs> <laughs> all my grey hair dyed out, and I get this phone call from Thomas saying they're <laughs> stranded on a ship and actually he won't be in the work next week because <laughs> he's going to become a pirate instead. Kyle, will you enlighten us on to what happened there? So me, me and Tom went to the Pullerstone, which is a big German science research vessel, and it got to about two o'clock and all the scientists have left. We got, we got, went down onto the, the, was it the launch? Is that what the little ship's yeah, called? Yeah, the, the launch. launch? We, we went down the, went down the uh, rope ladder onto the launch and we were sitting around waiting for it to leave and we were told, there's too many people on this boat, two people need to get off. And then Thomas, ever so graciously, was like, well, all the scientists have been on this boat for the month, we'll get off so that they can get back to dry land as soon as possible. It's fine, we'll get the next exactly. one. Exactly, we'll get the next one. <laughs> and then we, got, we get onto the boat and immediately this ki kind of mad German sailor comes up to us and goes, why are you still here? <laughs> yeah, what are you still doing on my ship? We were like, well, they said that there weren't, there was too many people on the ship. And he's like, can they not count? There was, there wasn't twelve people on that ship, and so we all got very confused. So like, Kyle very graciously uh, offered the piece of information that yeah, maybe ten scientists and the two crewmen. He was like, well, they said twelve. They didn't say twelve, including them. He was like, can they not count? Are they stupid? He got very angry. Yes. But um, <laughs> so then, so we were stuck on the polar stone for what an hour, an hour uh, and a half. It was far longer than two that, hours. I, it was. It's all. I'm, it was half twelve, one o'clock when oh. the last ones got off. We didn't get off until just after four. It's all oh, a blur. It's dear. all a oh dear. bit of a cabin fever. <laughs> blur. Kyle Do, got introduced to a new side of me. <laughs> I, yeah, because we, me, me and Tom were both. We were both on the ship, and I was kind of walking around, and Thomas started going a little bit stir crazy. And was talking in all kinds of... Did you get a of glimpse of what it might be like if you two were in, like, you know, Close stranded <laughs> on a ship for a... <laughs> I, got, I got a very good sense of which one of us would survive longer. <laughs> 
on me because I was deluded. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I don't feel any cold. I'm fine. In my head, I'm on a tropical island. Woohoo! <laughs> I just locked you outside and stayed in the boat. Anyway, that brings us very, very neatly on to a piece that has has uh, been given a lot of praise by an awful lot of people. Oh, okay. The shipwreck. Uh, uh, R. Kelly. The John, what, John, R. John R. Kelly. John R. Kelly. I spelt wrong. Um, and How you had local historian David, um, Bailey. David Bailey, who Ex did a fantastic job. History teacher. Yeah. So well known but locally. Beautifully filmed. Really nicely. A lot of walkie talkies. Thank you. And I say that the filming bit is the only bit I can take credit for because Bailey presented it and wrote Bailey the whole was thing. Amazing. So I, I filmed it and edited it. But and very so. difficult because you've got no. Uh, uh, I mean, I know there's one shot where he's um, he's doing a piece to camera inside the wreck of the Cooper, Charles Cooper. Yeah, Charles Cooper. There's no actual physical wreck of the art of the John R. Kelly, is there? No, the only thing remaining is, um, and in a piece to camera earlier on in uh, in the package are the uh, some doors, companion something. something way doors. Man, I should really know this with the number of times <laughs> I watched it. Companionway doors? Oh man, he's oh, going to kill me Bailey's if I got that wrong. Uh, but um, the, the, the very, uh, just the only piece of information I'll give away is that uh, those doors are in the museum, um, yeah. in the Historic Dockyard Museum. They're upstairs, you can go and see it. There's a whole like, small exhibition um, on the John R. Kelly. And the captain had told the, um, told the ladies on board in an attempt to reassure them that if the ship was going to go down, he would lock them inside and lock these doors so that their bodies wouldn't <laughs> feed the fish. <laughs> And it was like, if That's we go dark. down and you're going to drown, at least you won't feed the fish. I'll lock you in here. Oh, my God. It's just like, wow, reassuring. Yeah, really reassuring. <laughs> but I there's so many. And one of the most interesting things about it, and it was, it was an idea that Bailey and I had, because Bailey popped in to have a cup of tea and a biscuit. And I'd written that there was the anniversary of the wreck of the John R. Kelly coming up. It was on the boards. And actually, it wasn't here, pardon me. We were having dinner. And I mentioned that was coming up. And hey, would you, do you fancy doing something on it, local historian? Ha ha. Next day, I received like two A4 pages <laughs> of script from Bailey going, how does this sound? Oh, that's wow. Oh, but it well, was, it was really about good. It. Yeah, yeah. He was, he, and he was really quite natural. Um, a natural presenter, I think. Yes. Which I guess yes. comes from his being a has mm. been a, a history teacher um with that listener you know you can look at that i think we've got the link on our facebook page it's, it's on our facebook page it's, it's on, on our YouTube. youtube channel um and even though the link on the facebook page it's spelled incorrectly i have corrected <laughs> it in the title because it's john r kelly ey at the end not r kelly like the rapper okay yeah. that's what that's, that's what you that'd thinking, be much more yeah. controversial yeah, i'm trying to find pictures of the john r kelly <laughs> online when i was just typing in john r kelly images it was just r kelly popping up all over random <laughs> picture of a ship and then pictures of his face again I'm so, wow this is not helpful at all <laughs> What did you What did you end up calling it in the end? Because I know you had two different names for it. <laughs> so we've given it the, the the original working title, which was Falklands Rex. Um, oh. But I wanted something illiterate, so I wanted to call it Baby's Broken Boats. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. Well, that didn't pass. No, no, that, <laughs> that didn't fly. Funnily enough, the trustees at the museum vetoed that before it even <laughs> come out of my mouth. Um, and then I said weird and wonderful Rex, but I just wanted alliteration. No. That's all I want. <laughs> anyway, we've uh, got a big uh, day tomorrow, haven't we? Sorry, I must start saying. Stop saying um and yes. um tomorrow <laughs> everything's happening tomorrow everything's happening we have yeah. got one two three four five 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 things to be at. um all very time sensitive 
Yep. So uh, they will all be in the news next week. Yeah. Yep. Steve very kindly is taking a uh, phone to the table tennis tournament and has agreed to take some shots of the table tennis tournament. I've told him he cannot get to the final because we need the final <laughs> filmed. Uh, so he's going to do that. Well, with any hope for two guys going to the Island Games, <laughs> yeah. we'll be in the you final against one another. Um, we've got World Oceans Day, so we're going to get there just before 10 o'clock yeah. um, and hope to get some interviews because you need to be out there by I, half 10. Yeah, I need to be at the... Well, I'll take my kits with you because I need to be at the Leisure Centre for 11 a.m. Um, as we're all getting a coach up for the rugby game. Excellent. So that's in the afternoon, so you'll be filming that. Um, hey, Stephen, this is great for you, isn't it? So much sport. So much sport. Um, Fitzroy Memorial, that's Kyle and Hannah. That's a bit yep. of a, I mean, that is quite an exercise yeah. routine I've, anyway. We do um, four memorials to walk to. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a bit of a run yeah. around that one. It's I'm one uh, of those where you definitely need to watch the previous year's ones before you go. Yeah, yeah. dress I'm warmly. Wondering how it's going to go. It's quite exposed out there, yeah. and you need to dress warmly. Yeah. Um, and then it's Worldwide Knit in Public Day, um, which is the most exciting. Which story, is odd, well, for me, yes. it is. Uh, I tell you why it's exciting because it's <laughs> it's run by the um, Guild of Spinners and Weavers down here. I love that they're a guild. I know. Yeah, and. A few, few weeks ago, we did this, the dyeing session where we all dyed a load of wool. And in that time period, these ladies, who are brilliant, have spun most of that wool that we dyed. Oh I God. haven't done any of mine <laughs> at all. Uh, and it's a, it's a chance not only to knit in public and sort of have a chat and stuff, it's to bring the stuff we've dyed yeah. to have a look at yeah. it. And that's when you get dye envy, when you go, oh, God, I wish I'd use those colours. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of but it's, it's, it's good for... Um, it's good for you to get the creative juices flowing absolutely. and next year it gives you some other ideas, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So that's that. Looking to next week, obviously, yeah. Liberation Day. Sorry, I'm moving my head away from the microphone. Um, 37 years? Yeah, uh, 37 years, that's Liberation Day. That's on Friday. Uh, so it's a bank holiday here in the Falkland Islands. So we'll probably record our podcast next week on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. But listener, don't be surprised if there's not a podcast next week. It's because we have run out of yes. time. Yeah. Um, because on the 12th, there's also the HMS Glamorgan Memorial. That's very significant for FITV because when we very first started in February 2011, uh, a load of HMS Glamorgan guys came down because they had organised a memorial, which is at Hooker's Point. Mm, uh, and yes. It's beautiful. It's from Welsh stone. Yeah. And it's, it's got like a little point on it. And the point is, and it's angled. And so one way indicates where HMS Glamorgan was when she was hit. And the other way is angled towards uh, the two sisters' mountains. And they were providing... Um, cover, cover fire. Cover, yeah. I didn't realise that that a ship can provide cover yeah. fire that far away. That far away. Yeah. Um, so HMS Morgan, if you don't know, she was hit by an Exocet missile. I had the great honour of uh, interviewing Ian Inskip, who was the navigator on board HMS Morgan. Sadly, he died a couple of years ago. Um, and I also uh, interviewed one of the officers called Paul Engine at a separate location, and they both told the story and. With the Glamorgan, there's a whole story arc to their where they got hit, to to how they you know, dealt yeah. with it all, yeah. and between the two of them, they tell this story, and it is incredibly moving. Mm. I think it's on our YouTube channel. Um, 
Would that be one of those where we put out along with this year's memorial next week? Uh, we, we may well do. Uh, I know in previous years I've had problems with it. I think the, the sound, uh, the audio codec on it was a bit weird. And because of how long ago it was Because it was filmed on... Potato cameras. Potato cameras. <laughs> um, so it's not the best. And also, also when, when I filmed Ian Inskip, I crossed the line. Oh. So I had two cameras on him and I crossed the line. Mm. <laughs> um, with both? Sorry? With both? Well, because I've got one, and so I've had to uh, flip his image, flop his image, when it's a close-up. So if you're if you're looking at some of the uh, his facial features, you may think, oh, it's a bit weird from the other angle because <laughs> I've had to flop his image. Um, but hey, look, it was my first my first thing no, I did. No, it's fine. It's fine. So um, and the captain came down as well, and they had this big memorial. Um, and it was it was one it was lovely absolutely mm. lovely to see them. Um, but yeah, yeah that'll be a very first, touching one next week. Yeah. Then yeah. So if I, I can just... dig that out of the um, data drive, we'll yeah, put archives. that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Filipino Independence Day. Celebrated. Yeah. yeah. And went that. It, the government big, house do all the food yeah. and it's fantastic. <laughs> the big question remains is of course on a selfish note. How much am I going to complain about how sore I am next week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week for I'm the Thomas aching. Memorial that we have here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said I'm happy to break anything apart from my legs because. No, you can't break anything. You've got to get. You've got to get a flight. Yeah, but that's fine. I will cut off the. I will cut off the plaster and get it. I got six days before I have to be in Gibraltar <laughs> on the other side. I'll get it recasted. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> I'll cut that off. So for the benefit of the tape, I'm looking sceptical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got any recommendations this week? Uh, That's a no then. <laughs> I recommend tuning into ESPN this evening at 10 o'clock Falklands time to watch the NBA finals as the Toronto Raptors are doing incredibly well. It's the first time a Canadian team has ever made it to the NBA finals. Oh, wow. And they're playing the Golden State Warriors that have the second best NBA player alive at the moment, Stephen Curry. So it promises to be a very good and very interesting game. Okay. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so we You're had welcome, a, a guy. <laughs> yeah, we had a guy come in uh, yesterday afternoon. One of the um, handy guys at Stanley Services, and he came in to look at our tripods because we've got a bit of a tripod graveyard next door, <laughs> anyway, uh, to see if he could sort of fix any or make any uh, work. And he came past the door. And he went, "Oh, we've got the football on because we've obviously, being a television station, we've got a TV in our mm. office mm -hmm. that is on." Well. If I can have, if I have anything to do with it, it's on sport a lot of the time. Yeah. So during the World Cup and that, we have it, we have it on in here, and you know, what you, you get people do, wandering you? up and down the corridors, have a quick look, yeah. and then wander away. Talk again. to you, Paula, about some invoices. Oh, you got the football on. Yeah. Um, so no, it's a nice, relaxed atmosphere here, anyway. Mm. So, guys, that comes to the end of this podcast. Look at that, thirty minutes, and I have not got to cut anything out. No mustard words, no nothing. Hannah, hope you're listening to this. Because I'm not in it. Yeah, yeah, no mustard words this week. Um, so, anyway, if you would like to follow along, you need to look at episode four three two on our website fitv.co.fk. Give us a like on social media or follow or whatever you guys do, um, and we shall see you next week. Yeah, see you next Thank week. You for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.